0: This is WWE NXT Superstar Dominic Dijakovic, and you are feasting your ears on the Busted Wide Open Podcast.
1: You're listening to the Busted Wide Open Podcast. Dropping the elbow on the hottest topics in sports entertainment and the world of professional wrestling. With your hosts, Nick Howell and Sir Ian Dangerous. Coming to you from the Orbital Jigsaw Network Arena in sunny Southern California. Welcome back to the Busted Wide Open Podcast, but if this is your first time joining the show, I would like you to welcome you to our patron mailbag series, episode number 24. My name is Nick Howell.
0: And I am Sir Ian Dangerous. And yes, Nick, this is our series of shows where our patrons ask us questions and we attempt to answer them as best we can uh, off the cuff. And uh, if you would like to ask us questions for this show, then all you have to do is go to patreon.com forward slash BWO and sign up for one of our reward tiers. All the tiers include the ability to ask questions right here and Lord knows not only would we love to have you ask questions but also we are deeply honored by everyone who has decided to help us out and become a a patron on Patreon for this show because you guys are the reason why we're able to keep doing what we do the support yes. you give allows us to continue to do this show and it is so greatly appreciated. It is nearly beyond words. So thank yes. you to all of our existing patrons and to all the patrons out there that are yet to join that will be joining us on this awesome journey of wrestling podcasting.
1: Yes. As well as that, head over to Facebook and join us in the Busted Wide Open discussion group. That is sort of the hub of our operation where you can find all kinds of fun news stories, memes, and most importantly, a really welcoming, inclusive community of professional wrestling fans. It's one of the things that I'm personally most proud of that we've built, and I want to thank everybody that uh, is an active participant in that community, whether you're a lurker or whether you're actively posting stuff. Thank you guys for keeping it so civil. Uh, we've only had two or three bad apples over the course of like three years what that you, we've been doing this.
0: Goddamn now. miracle on the internet, by the way.
1: Exactly. So I, I've, been, I'm in, I'm in a bunch of different wrestling communities, uh, and on Facebook in several different places, and it is, it's something I'm incredibly proud of. So thank you guys for keeping it civil on Facebook, and also for keeping all of the spoilers out of the group by using our new Discord server, mm. which you can find links to if you're watching on YouTube in the description down below, or pinned across our social media profiles as well as at BWO Podcast. Dot com where you can find links to all of our various social media profiles as well as your podcast listening app of choice. Uh, you can also find links to find us here on YouTube at youtube.com slash open where we stream every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific, and every Saturday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. And then we even do our patron mailbag show every Saturday, which you guys are listening to right now, so make sure you subscribe to the channel, jingle that little notification bell and so you get alerted anytime we go live or put up new content and we are on that race. We're rounding the corner to a thousand subscribers. We Woo! are well over 700 at this point. We're making the drive guys. so help us get there, spread the word, tell all your wrestling friends and family about the busted wide open podcast here on YouTube so that we can unlock all those cool new features that we get once we hit. The thousand subscribers. It is the last metric, the last checkbox we have to check off. We've accomplished everything else we have, which is fascinating in less than a year. Just since we started doing this in August, we've been able to, to grow that quickly. But thank you guys for all of your support. We really appreciate it. Let's not waste any more time because there's like twenty three hundred and twenty-seven questions yeah. this week. So, Ian, we're gonna have a long show. Grab a snack, grab a drink, strap I, in, folks.
0: I, I'm stuck here. You didn't warn me. Crap. All oh, right. I'll, yep.
1: I had I had a snack, so uh, we're we're good. All right. Uh, kicking things off. He seems to get the first question in every week. Uh, Jacob yeah. Buhas, every single week since mania is now going to be two nights. What will happen to NXT takeover Tampa? If they were to do some main roster versus NXT matches at mania, who would you like to Ooh. see? Keep up the Ooh. amazing work guys. Thank you, Jake. Uh, 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 okay. So main roster versus NXT superstars.
0: Well, first of all, I think he asked what was happening to take over Tampa, it's not happening. It may happen um, the week after on Wednesday and go against AEW. They may hold off on it and have it uh, run on a, yeah. on a Wednesday opposite blood and guts, which is my my, my suspicion. Um, but
1: but now that they've postponed that, how are they going to know when to plan for TakeOver is the concern?
0: Well, if they keep doing episodes like they did this week, Nick, they can do it indefinitely. Right. So um, that's all we know about that so far. We don't have an official date for TakeOver uh, Tampa, when it's when it's going to be rescheduled to, but uh, obviously, you know, we'll we'll see how things go uh, over the next few weeks. What main roster versus NXT matches? Well, we're already getting Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte, so that's one Good. right there. Uh, let's see, uh, main roster versus NXT. Arr, 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 arr. I'm trying to think of a fun one off the top of my head here and it would be (laughs) i'm trying to think of someone to put velveteen dream with right now like who would be the best person to really bring out the best in him and vice versa on the main roster
1: u.s champion andrade
0: see i was gonna say former
1: nxt champion andrade i should also add
0: i was gonna say seth rollins i'm trying to think of someone who takes himself very seriously that that dream could poke holes in yeah uh because he's always he's always i think best when going up against someone who's super serious you know his best feud i think is still alistair black and uh that that i think elevated both guys yeah uh, other nxt versus main roster adam cole versus seth rollins give it to me all day every day adam cole versus daniel bryan adam cole versus Sinsuke nakamura Adam Cole versus...
1: All the old 2000 matches. Let's redux all of those. (laughs) Because we've got everybody now. Right, right. Bring bring it back. Bring it back. Uh, Uh, I would love to see... Oh, God. What was the one I was thinking of just now? Can we... we, Well, I guess NXT UK wouldn't be included. Sure. I I mean, Imperium's kind of in NXT as well. So I I'm I'm still yeah. uncertain of what that dynamic between UK and the and the American brand is. So I'm not sure. Like it should all be the same thing. Can we pull from all the same talent pool? Let's go with that, just for for good old sake. I am looking at somebody for. I know we have Walter and Finn building a program. Uh, that was going to be one of them, but I'm also looking at Walter and Keith Lee. I would, I would love. You just to see like your big like
0: men slapping meat, I just, don't you?
1: I just want to see him, and I recognize yeah. those are both NXTs, but I'm thinking NXT versus NXT UK to a to an extent there. Um, as far like big men on the main roster, yeah, I would love to see Braun Strowman. You want to uh, see big
0: men? I'd love to see Keith Lee get another shot at uh, at Brock because he didn't Brock totally. didn't Brock, Brock blindsided him and and Braun over the top rope at uh, Royal Rumble. They protected both those guys quite nicely.
1: I that's thought. the match of matches right there.
0: Keith Lee and Brock Lesnar, Keith Lee, and I want to see him do some more with Roman. I thought they had great chemistry in the few moments that they had uh, at the Survivor Series. So Yeah,
1: where well, Roman can you know, finish or spam him in 60 seconds, and that's, hey, that's, Keith, about it. that's about the extent of Roman Reigns.
0: Keith Lee isn't beating any of these guys at the level he's at in, in his career. I'm saying, would we see a good match? And I think he and Roman would have a good match. I think sure. Roman would allow him to tell a good story with him.
1: So good enough, I guess. Yeah. Oh my God. I don't know. I, I your just, pessimism is coming. I don't want Roman force. Reigns anywhere near Keith Lee right now. All right. That was one Especially of the big moments Especially right now, series. when he's getting to be Super Reigns again. Ugh. Anyway, <laughs> it's just it makes. It, oh God, we're retracting to two years ago.
0: Oh man. Yeah, you're going to be singing that it's, damn you're song damaged. again
1: you're damaged. very soon.
0: Uh, you might be right. After WrestleMania, I, I might be bringing <laughs> the song out of the mothballs. You're not yep. wrong. You're not wrong.
1: Thank you very much, Jacob. There's a lot of matches. I think we could all fantasy book out of those two rosters for sure. Um, next up, Josh asks Brody Lee to AEW. Oh, you heard is, it is this farting. going to be a nice yeah. refresher, or do you think it's going to be Wyatt Family 2.0? Thanks, guys for sticking it through everything and continuing to give us content. We love you and Godspeed.
0: Thank to you, be clear, the Wyatt family at first was um, was a great idea and a great program that WWE bungled. Um, and, and thank you, Josh, for the kind words. Seriously, like, thank you. Um, but- and the
1: irony of the bungle job that they re-aired on SmackDown last night and that uh, ESPN's going to be replaying as WrestleMania 30. Had they put Bray over Cena right there, rocket straps to the entire Wyatt family thing.
0: A whole different story. But instead, and now they're trying to to fix history. It's like, you can't put a band-aid on a missing leg, guys. But I think, here's the thing. I think that Brody Lee is going to have a lot more opportunity to show off his strengths which he did not get a chance to do in WWE. I think that to say it's the Wyatt family is totally different because instead of just being a thug, a silent thug, he's going to be the mastermind. It's a totally different thing. He's going to be the Bray Wyatt character. He's going to be the Bray.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know,
0: he's going to be he's going to be Bray. Um, I think that the obviously there's parallels to the Wyatt family with the cult thing and bringing in people from outside and, and inducting them into the cult. Um, I I really hope that AEW allows them to do more with that than they did with uh, the Wyatt family. I think that the, one of the things that made the Wyatt family so good for as long as it was, was Bray Wyatt's brilliance at creating character and and really just dressing the room, if you will, like putting lots of little... Details and knickknacks all over his character and his storylines and everything. And I don't know. The recruiting know,
1: of Daniel Bryan, the recruiting of Randy Orton attempts. You but know, even with this, all even of those dynamics,
0: his characters themselves, the little details that he puts in them, whether it's the rocking chair and the, the room and, and, you know, what is Sister Abigail and all of that, everything that eventually became obvious and fell apart. But you look at The Fiend and he just resurrected that concept of having just a really deep, uh, multi layered character. So he was really responsible for that. Does Brody Lee have the ability to do the same thing with this? I don't know. It might be more one note. It might be something completely different. I'm very curious to wait and see. Um, but I think that he's in a much better environment that's more open to creative ideas and also other people bringing creative creative ideas to him with it. So, yeah.
1: for For Step me, it's like optimistic. I said on the other show. Make it special when he comes out. Right. Uh, make it. Make it. Don't oversaturate us with the exalted one. Final boss. Center. Center. Exactly. Center everything around Evil Uno and Stu Grayson. Specifically, Evil Uno because he's the talker. Yeah. He's the mouthpiece, and he's really good at it. Uh, let Stu Grayson wrestle a lot because he's really good at that. <laughs> and then have the exalted one come out when the odds are against them, and they can't seem to uh, to surpass whatever hurdle is in front of them. The exalted one comes right. to save the day. You pushed us
0: too far. Oh. You, done, you done effed up. Here comes Brody Lee, and and he just wrecks people. Yeah, which is kind of what they did right now. Is they pushed they pushed the dark order too far. Exalted one's got to show up and, and wreck fools. So yes, yeah.
1: I think absolutely. I think I'm very think excited here.
0: If I had to come down on one side or the other, I'm going to come down on a nice refresher.
1: Yes, absolutely. Uh, thank you, Josh. Next up, Will asks. I've I've of course seen a lot of people crapping on WWE for not having wrestlers being in the crowd as AEW did. Yeah, guilty. <laughs> uh, you think that's because WWE is trying to abide by the ten-person crowd rule, or that they're already set on the road to Mania and they can't they can lay back on their feud builds or something else? I think they have to understand that having someone in the crowd would be better, but they're avoiding it. Uh, further supported by the two-day mania to stretch out who is in the building each day. Fair point. Um, uh, there's also a lot of speculation that they saw the success of Wrestle Kingdom uh, being spread out over a two-day event. Yeah. Just a couple of months ago. All so they needed
0: was the excuse to put it on a two on, for two days. Yeah.
1: Sure. Absolutely. So and, and it's been long enough six to eight hours long if you include all of the activities plus all of the external auxiliary activities right. that are going around in the orbit of WrestleMania that weekend. It's going to be easier to do
0: two days of four hours than one day of eight hours. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) That's that's just, it's too much. It's exhausting, especially when we're doing all our our stuff with it too. Um, Why do we think WWE isn't putting people in the audience? I think it is a creative aesthetic decision that they wanted to have to really highlight that the quote-unquote universe wasn't there. They're, They're very big on... You know, saying to their fans, "It is you that makes a WWE." Blah, 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 which, You're the
1: biggest superstar, right?
0: Which, on one hand, is lip service and hyperbole; on the other hand, is completely accurate. So, uh, and and it the problem is is that <laughs> I don't know if they realize this: highlighting that one of their biggest things isn't there is detrimental to the product. Like, try to hide it; don't expose the weaknesses. And like we always complain that they do with their own wrestlers, where they expose the weaknesses of the wrestlers and sometimes actually make whole storylines around them, they're doing the same thing with their own product, where they're pointing out, they're saying, yes, we know this is a weakness. Look at it. Look at this weakness. Look how we're dealing with this weakness. It's right out there for all to see. Isn't it great? And it's like, no, no, guys, work around it. Hide it. Figure out ways. To hide that and still put on something that is approximately what you normally put on, like AEW it did. Put the hard cam facing the stage, pepper in wrestlers in the crowd, keep them separated from each other so that they're, they're not uh, breaking the social distance rules. You know what I mean? Like, there's ways to do it. I, and I, I wonder if they just didn't have enough time to turn the ship for SmackDown. And there may be some use of that going forward because it is just a better thing altogether. But they they've kind of done it with having the 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 hosts running all over the place, getting in the ring, and being interactive. Uh, Triple H obviously did that in the first show. By uh, Byron Saxton coming down and interacting with Stone Cold Steve Austin. So, yeah, I don't know. I I agree though that WWE has to. Uh, it, it would be better to put someone in the crowd. Um, but it's just, I wonder if at this point they've, they're just going to say, nope, this is our format. We're sticking with it.
1: I hope not. I hope not too. I, but I really hope not. Raw and SmackDown were really hard to watch, but this th-
0: there's, I, I'm, I'm not saying Vince is stubborn, but Vince is stubborn Yeah, as a stubborn old goat right there.
1: Yeah. So he knows best.
0: He knows so. best. And if he, if he, if he likes it this way, it ain't going to change.
1: Agreed. Thank you Will. Great question. Uh, next up Brian. Hey guys, no wrestling questions for me. Uh-oh, Brian is our resident ho- fellow horror fan.
0: Oh, here uh, we go. I'm remembering
1: right. What we got? What so we I, got? I haven't read I haven't read these yet for the record, guys. I just wanted to thank you guys. Oh, while the love thank of you. wrestling laid the foundation, the way everyone interacts... Oh, okay, I'm going to get upset on this one. While the love of wrestling laid the foundation, the way everyone interacts with each other really helped build and reinforce this community. While the show focuses primarily on wrestling, I really do love how it's expanded to discuss other forms of entertainment at times. It's, it adds more layers to the show and love how we can all discuss movies and music in the Facebook group without people bashing each other for having different opinions or tastes.
0: Amen. Mm. Amen.
1: Thank you, sir. Sorry for the long-winded praise. I actually condensed it significantly. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, this is a question I just need to ask. Top five, this is all you, by the way. Top five Japanese films you'd recommend. Genre does not matter. Only one I know of is what is is what has been said is Quentin Tarantino's number one film, and that's Battle Royale.
0: Battle Royale is good, uh, but but or Lady Snowblood, which he based uh, Kill Bill on. Right. Um I first, does first Rising all, Sun
1: Count I love that movie.
0: <laughs> no it does not. That's <laughs> terrible. That's an anti-Japanese. What the hell
1: is wrong with you? I don't know. Uh, I love Wes I love Wesley Snipes and Sean Connery.
0: First I, of I, all, Brian, thank you for pointing that out and thank you for for the the kind words because I I do love the fact that in the Facebook discussion group we can all talk about stuff and people can say something and someone else will be like, "What are you talking about?" but then we'll we'll discuss it. It won't just be like, "You're wrong and I hate you." <laughs> it's just right. gonna be it's gonna be like alright let's discuss it alright well agree to disagree at the end of it on, uh, you know I love that um, I also like the fact that this is a wrestling show but everyone in this group everyone who's listening right now unless you're Dave Meltzer you don't only love wrestling and there's nothing else that you care about in the entire world this is to the exclusion of everything else we all have other things we like whether it's food movies comic books vinyl records uh yak hair carpet collecting I don't know whatever it is you're into we all have our hobbies and I love that that like I don't I don't mind at all if every once in a while we have a little digression and dip into that whether it's you know NFL and sports or whatever it happens to be um, And that's fun. one thing fun thing about this mailbag episode is it doesn't have to all be wrestling mostly wrestling it should mostly be, mostly be wrestling it's a wrestling show but if at some point we, we digress into something else and that's it's kind of fun too Um, and we have have
1: dedicated channels in the discord as well for this very purpose, uh, I call the category lifestyle, but it's like, uh, music, movies, TV, memes, all kinds of stuff, you know? So make use of those. That's what they're there for. I'll come and hang out. I'll drop a meme in every now and then I'll drop, play some music. I'll do something. There's all kinds of other things we can do in that discord outside of having live chats so yeah yeah make sure we love that too we always love interacting with you guys regardless of whether we're talking about wrestling or not so all right so he
0: just he asked me a question i'm salivating on this and i'm like my brain is just spinning Uh, because
1: i'll I'll be over here (laughs) i don't know anything about (laughs) japanese film
0: Uh, you're missing out um so uh, this is going to be tough for me because there's so many different genres of Japanese film that I, that I absolutely freaking love. And I am gonna, glancing over at my movie collection over there to try to, to spark something. I'll start with this. Uh, Esme in the chat said Seven Samurai. And while, yes, cur- you, I have to put at least one Kurosawa film in here, Seven Samurai is great. So is Yojimbo. So is Sanjuro. So is uh, all of those. But, uh, so is Rashomon. But I'm actually going to say, if you watch one Kurosawa film, Watch Throne of Blood. It's his adaptation of Macbeth with Tashira Mifune as the lead guy, as the as Macbeth. It's absolutely bonkers. And it's amazing. It is just gnarly. And also, you know, this is this is back when they were doing black white movies. It's still, you know, square ratio. And at the end of this movie, uh, they actually shot real arrows at Tashira Mifune, you know. Spoiler alert, Macbeth dies, but during the scene when they kill him, an entire army has invaded his castle, and they're all just downstairs. And he's on the balcony, and he's running around trying to escape these volleys of arrows, and they're peppering with him with arrows. He's like a porcupine by the end of this. They shoot him with so many arrows. They really shot him with arrows. He had pieces of wood under his armor to stop them from hitting him. So when he's staring at the like "Ah!" staring off and being afraid, he's genuinely terrified. One of these archers is going to screw up and hit him in the head. Absolutely gnarly scene. So Throne of Blood, if you're going to do Kurosawa, that's the one I've got to recommend. I'm going to go with Lone Wolf and Cub, Baby Cart on the on the Road to Hell, or you can just watch Shogun Assassin, which is the truncated Americanized version of the first two Lone Wolf and Cub movies. I would say actually get. Uh, Criterion channel uh, streaming service, or just buy the Blu ray of all I think it's nine Lone Wolf, Wolf and Cub movies. They're all fantastic. Um, just lights out. Uh, and if we're going to go for samurai movies, I'll also throw in the Samurai trilogy with Tashira Mifune and Sword of Doom. Um, you've got to have some anime in there. I'm just on the top of my head, I'm going to say Ninja Scroll, Akira, or Wicked City, or Berserk. I love Berserk, and they do have a trilogy of them, but it ends. Halfway through the overall story, the trilogy of movies they have on Netflix right now, and it ends in a really, really gnarly, messed up place. So you have to understand the overall story if you're going to watch the Berserk movies. Uh, Takashi Miike has got to be in there. You have to watch some Takashi Miike. Audition, or Ichi the Killer, or one of those, or 13 Assassins if you want to watch a samurai film. Um, and I'll end with uh, a gnarly horror film. I'll end with Tokyo Gore Police. Uh, just probably the most insane what a, you not played that anything.
1: one in the bar, I, I believe. I played
0: Tokyo Gore Police in the bar. That one
1: I'm aware of because of that.
0: <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, and we're but, all
1: sitting there at the bar going,
0: what in the hell are we watching right now? It is just absolute insanity. Insanity. You've never seen anything like Tokyo Gore Police, I goddamn guarantee. Uh, if you want to absolutely have your brains leak out through your ears... Tokyo Gore Police. So that's yeah. Check that's your my, check your
1: brain at the door on that one, folks. That's that's, <laughs> my, that's my
0: ten Japanese movies that I
1: recommend instead of five. <laughs> right, exactly. I can't narrow it down because we're overdoers here. We uh we uh we over over what do we over deliver? That's what I wanted to say. Thank you very much, Brian. Thank you for the kudos and uh and the loving words. I appreciate it, man. Uh, next up, Alex, one of our new patrons this week, asked first time posting a question. Yes, he said. Honestly, I have two. That's fine. Okay. Uh, first, Mr. Kennedy slash Anderson is one of my favorite wrestlers to ever cut promos. Yes. Haven't heard you guys talk about him much. Just wanted to know how you guys felt about his WWE slash TNA career. Second, who would you guys want Drew McIntyre's first impo- first opponent to be if he beats Lesnar at Mania and moves on? Thanks for all you guys do. Best wrestling podcast in the business.
0: Thank you. Thank, Thank you, Alex.
1: So. Welcome to the Phenomenal Ones. So. <laughs> Yes. Uh, what do you think, Ian? Uh, Mr. Kennedy, Mr. Anderson, um, where are you at on this? A f-
0: a fan of his promo style. Obviously, the, the, you know, the in-ring announcer style of announcing his own name is just – that's just awesome. Um, yeah. As someone who pretty much when I'm at the bar, that's kind of how I sound all the time. That's, <laughs> you've been to the bar, Nick. You know what I'm talking about.
1: I do. Uh, he doesn't I, blow yeah. fire,
0: though. He does not blow fire. He does not blow fire yet. Um, but I don't think he's a superlative in ring worker or ter- has terribly much beyond that. And I, I feel like he kind of shot himself in the foot with WWE and has never, his career has never really recovered since. I like what he's doing right now in NWA. Um, but from, yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see how that's going to end up because he does have a history of, of screwing himself over. So, um, yeah, I, I, mixed bag. Mixed bag would be my final final, final thoughts on, on Mr. Kennedy, Mr. Anderson. Whatever.
1: Every now and then you have those guys that are really good at one thing but not so good at the others. He's really good at promos. Um, but then you find other guys that are also pretty damn good at promos but they're also fantastic workers. And those guys are always going to supersede others. So, yeah, yeah, much akin to what you were just saying, It's I feel like he's the former of those, unfortunately, where he's – kind of a one-trick pony where he's really good with a mic. Right. And I, and before I really saw a lot of his work, I saw a lot of promos by none other than Zach Gibson of the Grizzled Young Vets. And now I've seen a lot of both, and he's really freaking uh, uh, good at both. Yes. So I, I'm looking at that as a, you know, if I'm a, even comparing a tete-a-tete against other, you know, by guys that are good at multiple things, may, maybe that's what it is. So not really sure there. Uh, second, who would you guys want Drew, who do you want Drew McIntyre's first opponent to be when when <laughs> he beats Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania for uh, the WWE Championship finally?
0: First uh, uh, well, let's see. He's on Raw. I think the obvious choice would be Seth Rollins. Um Yeah, I'm going to st- I'm going to stick with Seth Rollins. AJ Styles Ooh,
1: AJ Styles. That's who I'm going to go with. That is really currently, good. Cur- currently steeped in the heel gimmick with the OC. Has Carl Anderson and Big Luke Gallows on his side. It gives them a bit of a healy advantage over someone who's a bit of a monster, even though AJ's a smaller guy. All of that dynamic like works, and it kind of just slots in and bolts on nicely. As as a as a program, I, I really like the idea of the OC versus Drew McIntyre, and it just makes him look like even more of a big Scottish monster uh, in the best way possible. So yeah, uh, that's, I just, that's where I'm going.
0: Esme, did I just see you in the chat knocking Shakespeare? Because I brought up Macbeth a second ago. I think I saw her mo- knocking Shakespeare. That's just mm.
1: no. I, she was knocking the spoiler. The fact that you said spoiler alert on a hundred year old play. Oh. <laughs> or more than 100 year old
0: play. I was going to say so, she was like I thought she was saying that she didn't like uh, Shakespearean language or, or verse or whatever and I'm like that's the it, it's the best. Yeah. It is the best. Once more unto the breach, dear friends, once more, or close the wall up with our English dead in peace. There's nothing so becomes a man as modest stillness and humility, but when the blast of war blows in our ears, then imitate the action of the tiger, stiffen the sinews, summon up the blood, disguise fair nature with hard-favored rage, then lend the eye a terrible aspect, let pry through the portage of the head like the brass cannon. Let the, I'm sorry, man. I, I could do this all day. I love that stuff.
1: Sorry. I love it. I, I love it. Oh. I just love watching you. Do stuff like that. Anyway, so it was kind of that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry. Anyway, sorry. thank you very much, Alex. Welcome to the phenomenal ah. ones. Thank you for uh, a great questions there. Yes. Uh, next up, another new patron. Uh, a wild new patron appears. Rob, Rob Hutchins. Thank you very much for welcome for joining the phenomenal ones, and for your kind words. Hello, gents. New patron, Rob here. I'll admit it. I'm the filthy casual. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, but Listen, he he goes yes. further. I don't have the network. I watch AEW and NXT when I can, and I have a hard time getting through a full episode of Raw and SmackDown due to some of the horrible storytelling. Fair go. Fair enough. Yeah. I just don't have the time to dedicate to watching wrestling, to watching that much wrestling. Nope. However, I've been listening to your show for a couple of years on the podcast. It makes me happy. I've tried other pods on wrestling, but I just have a hard time getting into them with yours. I look forward to it two times a week. Oh,
0: dude, thank you, man. Thank
1: Thank you you. so much. Uh, He says, so thanks a lot. In these crazy times, I'd like to echo Ian's call for support of the creative community, hence the new patronage. Keep doing what you're doing. I'm loving it. Dude, thank you, Rob. Thank you very, much. I can't say thank you enough, Rob. Seriously. Here's his question. With ESPN, a.k.a. Disney... Uh, and Fox struggling with sports content, why wouldn't the WWE be in talks to put WrestleMania on Fox for free? There can't be that many new buys of the network or pay-per-view buys just over WrestleMania. As it's a long show, they could even de- do a two-day Wrestle Kingdom style and sell ads between the matches. I think it brings eyes to the product, offers goodwill to the watchers, and puts a positive light on WWE corporate a giving it away for free. In these tough times, what are your thoughts? What do you think about making WrestleMania a two-day event on Fox? I think that. What I think see- USA would be pissed. I- <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Um.
0: I don't know. I, I it's. It's something where I think it's a little late in the game for them to try to negotiate that with Fox. It would it would just be so much red tape and. There have to be like you know rejiggering of what they're doing at Fox for that, but we are seeing content being used on ESPN. I think that part of what you're saying here is is actually happening. Um, I, I think you mentioned that ESPN is struggling for sports content. It's why they're putting old WrestleManias on ESPN. ESPN is using WWE to support its network during these times, but ultimately WWE's crown jewel, the thing that they really do want to concentrate on. Yes, they make most of their money on TV, but that streaming service has to survive, and they have to have reasons for people to go there. They're going to have more people who don't subscribe or who unsubscribe if they don't put some of their major content on that streaming service. There still has to be a reason to drive people to that service. So, if they
1: stop it, putting pay-per-views on the network, I'm done.
0: Right. So Hard that's, stop. Yeah, so that's, that's, I think, a reason why they still want to keep it on the network but they'll probably still, you know, I mean, they've got a primetime Friday night two-hour show on Fox every week. And that's giving them, what, a couple billion dollars in revenue? So they're already running pretty there. They're already basically running a two-hour advertisement for their network every Friday night on Fox. Yeah. Um, could they conceivably have programming on Fox satellite? Yeah, On, ca- on cable, I mean? Um, yes, they could put it on cable, but then that's less viewers. So it's a rock and a hard place. I don't think that they want to give away WrestleMania to the size of audience that you're going to get on Fox because I think that's going to be less advantageous for them than putting it on the network. But at the same time, they don't want to put it on a, a secondary Fox station or ESPN yet. Now, we may see some sort of monetization of it in the future where they can take their time and work out a deal. But I think at this point, um, Fox has enough content to be on its, um, you know, on regular TV. Fox, it's got enough content for that. They don't have, they're yeah. not worried there. It's the cable where they need the content, and cable's not going to be enough audience for WrestleMania, right? Right. So the, WWE's not in a, in a in a good position to negotiate this right now. If they wanted to put WrestleMania on Fox and get the money they need for it to for it to be there, so that's why I think that they're keeping on the network. But putting stuff on ESPN, other stuff.
1: Yeah. Do you think it's a good idea just as an aside here to for them to be putting you know, like the last three to five WrestleManias on ESPN as some kind of precursor? Like, I mean, there's a reason people rewatch movies over and over again on TNT and USA and TBS every day as they're airing them as part of their slate. Are WrestleMania's rewatchable content? Are is it going to draw in Non diehard wrestling fans, as Rob so aptly says, he's a filthy casual. Is is Rob going to be channel surfing one day and come across a WrestleMania on uh, on uh, ESPN and just sit there and I watch mean, it for four it, hours?
0: Maybe if if you know he says he's got a hard time getting through Raw and SmackDown. He watches AW and NXT when he can. Is that my correct about that? Yeah. Um. So, but if he's channel surfing, he's got nothing else to watch, and all of a sudden he comes across you know, Daniel Bryan running the gauntlet at WrestleMania 30, maybe he's like, oh yeah, I'll check this out for a little bit. You know, it's not their weekly stuff, which is sometimes very hard to watch, and I and I don't blame him at all for not being, you know, he has other priorities. So, you know, may, maybe like if they put their best stuff out there on TV, like greatest hits, not a bad idea. I'm surprised they put out nothing but newer WrestleManias. I would have put out there something like a classic, like 17 or something
1: you know 20 but, 20 would be a good one sure eight, a lot of action 17, in that one.
0: 17 18 20 yeah even go back to like uh like 15 yeah i don't know there's a, there's a few that I, I could think of
1: there's a whole myriad of things you could be doing not just re-airing a 6 to 8 hour pay-per-view in one sitting that's that's, that's the thing that well, kind of got me thrown off you're not going to keep somebody on a cable tv channel for 6 to 8 hours it's not going to happen the super bowl's not even that friggin' long so i I don't know, man. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if we get them what the numbers were for this re-airing of WrestleMania 30 on ESPN and what the outcome of that is going to be. If it's something they're going to move forward on, that's kind of the thing I'm waiting with bated breath to find out. Like, is this going to be? Is ESPN going to see bear some fruit here?
0: Actually, no question I have for Rob. Um, like, w- given your schedule of how how much wrestling you consume. Um, and I guess maybe you get most of your information from us which which cool. Um, but kind of why we do it? Yeah, but what, what 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 are your thoughts on them bringing in like a Goldberg or a Gronkowski like does that make you more interested in seeing what happens? Or
1: Kane or Ronda Rousey or anybody that they've used as a draw over Undertaker the last few years.
0: coming out of the woodwork, you know, like is that something where you go, "Oh, maybe I'll check that out." Um, just to see what they're up to kind of thing. Like does that it does that work? Um, yeah. Obviously, you know maybe you're not the target. Maybe that's something where you're where you see through that and you realize what that is. That's just a, a ploy to try to get your eyes on it for that one thing, or, or maybe it's something that does excite you. I'd be really curious to know how that how that plays. So
1: yeah. yeah. Thank you for the question, Rob. Really good one. And yes, welcome sir. to the phenomenal ones. Thank you for Amen. your patronage during these times. And as you said, uh, he said, uh, "Oh, this is the other thing that's special about Rob." P.S. You can call me the dubstep patron as I was number 50. Ah. Can't, can't wait for that ringtone. So, Rob, you are hereby dubbed oh, oh. the dubstep patron. Thank you very much. I Dub- appreciate it. And and I'm sure all the other patrons out there thank you for it because you pushed us over the hump for sure. Dubstep Rob. Uh, dubstep patron, Rob Hutchins. Thank you. Next up, Brandon asks, What wrestlers do you think should do a Drew McIntyre and leave their major company, go back on the indies, and reinvent themselves? And what reinventions would you like to see? So who's out there right now that you think needs a a full makeover repackage? New gimmick, new look, new programs, all that stuff. It's
0: funny because the the unique thing about Drew McIntyre was he... Kind of showed up before they really had NXT codified the way that it is now, where you really learn the WWE system there. And a lot of times they'll create in-house guys. And Drew McIntyre really kind of was an in-house guy. He didn't have a ton of experience before he came to the WWE. Some, but not much. Um, but he wasn't like an indie darling or anything. He wasn't like Adam Cole. Right. Uh, he was mostly like he came in and WWE was like, oh, you're the future. And then he just, you know, screwed up and... Didn't treat it properly, and lost his opportunity, and went out, learned humility, learned how to be a man, came back as you know, grown up. Balls dropped, Drew McIntyre. So he's a really unique example of someone going out and raising their stock and coming back. If this one guy, I think, needs to get out and just have people understand what he really is. It's Rusev. Yep. Get out of WWE. Show people what I'm, you can do. I've
1: got another one for you.
0: Um, you know, hone hone that. When he was a killer, when he was, you know, Rusev, the guy who has studied martial arts and has, you know, is is a mat wrestler and all these other...
1: Wrestled bare feet, you know. All that. Bulgarian brute. Yep. Yep.
0: Go out, go to New Japan, go work on that. Basically become the Bulgarian Jeff Cobb or Michael Elgin, you know, and then come back as that kind of guy as opposed to, hey, I'm Rusev. Look, I'm in front of a green screen on a beach. Hey, it's Rusev Day. You know, go out, do, do kind of what maybe, uh, um, Jake Hager's doing right now. Sure. Make people take you more seriously because no one's doing we the people anymore to Jake Hager. Ain't nobody doing that anymore. No. So, uh, that's, uh, if I had to pick somebody it'd be rusive,
1: mine might shock some people. Okay. Braun Strowman. Uh, I, I, that doesn't shock me. No, not you. But That's I mean, your
0: answer to it, goddamn here, everything.
1: Here, so doesn't shock. Well, me. <laughs> hearing my mockery for Braun Strowman would probably shock some people. This for me to say that he needs to leave and go be repackaged. Look, Braun is Braun. He's a big, giant monster dude, but he can also do some pretty athletic stuff. Uh, not quite Lance Archer style caliber, but I mean, no. like he he can do he can run for a big man. He can move around, um, and he looks the part. But, but. We all have seen what has happened over the last few years from wrestling with a child and winning the tag team championships at WrestleMania to dancing with the new day in the ring. What he came from in the very beginning out of as the black sheep of the Wyatt family and just this unstoppable freight train of a monster that just came out, threw his hands up, roared, and then destroyed whoever was in, happened to be in his presence. Right. I don't know how we get back to that at this point. But I don't know if you do it by him to the Indies.
0: I don't know if he'd survive on the Indies. He's so inundated with WWE style and has obviously, you know, swallowed the Kool Aid, like we talked on the show about, you know, his his reaction to Indie guys uh, saying, please support us during this tough time. You know, I, I feel like he's kind of mentally on a pedestal a little bit. I don't know if he would survive in the Indies. I wonder if. if but maybe it's something where it would be good for him. I think he's too far along. He's, not, you know, he's past the point that Drew McIntyre got to yeah. um, when he went away. But Drew le- learned humility, and I wonder if Braun would. Drew has a lot more tools to work with than Braun does, if you know what I mean. Good point. So good I, don't, point. I don't know if that would be advantageous for Braun. I think it might actually, from a personal character standpoint, like, like not his wrestling character, but like internal character, um, I think it might be helpful for him, but I don't know if he'd survive.
1: Yeah, so. that's a good point. Uh, several other suggestions in the chat. Chad Gable, Shinsuke Nakamura, yep. Rowan. Shinsuke had
0: a shot. Shinsuke is at the end of his career right now.
1: But yeah, uh, Chad he's, Gable, he's for He's sure. cashing the check and, and enjoying the ride exactly. right now.
0: Chad Gable, for Chad,
1: sure. Chad, they've tried to repackage a few times, but I feel like he could do more outside of WWE right now than he's going to be able to do in it. Yeah. So I agree with that one.
0: Yeah, Nakamura is uh, not going to go back out there and start having like five-star, hard-hitting, strong no. style classics. Like it's the irony 2008 is
1: 2008 anymore. The king no. of
0: strong style came to WWE and he didn't want to work strong style anymore because it hurts, and he's been doing it for 15 years. So he's like, "Dude, let's let's chill a little bit. Let's and go for let's go for seeing, dick punches."
1: Right. The irony of seeing him and Cesaro working Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson, and uh, Drew Gulak this week. It was I even I, I saw somebody in the chat say, "We have got an actual strong style match here." Well theoretically,
0: Uh, if they actually wanted to work that, but they're in front of nobody. There's there's an empty arena and there's no stakes for this match, and it's not a pay-per-view, so why go strong style right now? Right. So
1: Thank you very much, Brandon. Great question. Next up, Jardy. Thanks again for the uh, for the cash in the tip jar on the previous episode, brother. Brother,
0: thank you so much.
1: He said, Hello, guys, you must wear a wrestler's attire for a whole week. Which one do you choose? Thank you for the amazing content and always making me laugh in these tough tough times. Wish you all a nice day and be safe.
0: Thank, Thank you, sir. And to you as well.
1: Uh so John, who's John Moxley attire? John Moxley. John Moxley
0: AEW attire. Just jeans and a t shirt. That's what I'd normally wear anyway. <laughs> jeans I, uh, and a tank top. That's what I wear. So boom. I'm already wearing I'm already wearing wrestling attire. What about that? You know whose I wouldn't wear? Pack. I wouldn't I wouldn't wear that all week. No. That That's, that
1: would not work. I would look like that old man no one wants to see on the beach in a speed. Oh up. boy. Oh nope. boy. I, no, no, I, no, no, no.
0: Yeah, my dog would jump out the window.
1: Yikes, 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 uh, o- Otis hasn't gotten that memo yet, however. <laughs> <sighs> so whose would you I, wear? I've always been a big fan of the singlet. Uh, So a la oh, Big Show, a la Kurt Angle. Um, yeah. I now have that mental
0: image, and I can't get it out of my head. Oh, Nick's god. Gonna, Nick's going to
1: wear a singlet for a week. <laughs> oh, god. Are we talking like a, a
0: uh, Killian Dane when he was wearing a singlet singlet, or are we talking like a Chad Gable with the boy shorts bottoms? And, like, I like a big show.
1: I, I like a big show. Also, like
0: gonna... a, kind of like an almost Andre the Giant
1: kind of thing? Yeah. yeah. Uh, two straps, though. One strap was mm-mm. two straps. I don't want, it, my, I don't want the exposed you can, nipple. You, you can pull off one strap. It's, okay. <laughs> You're the one okay. who wants to wear a singlet. Listen, you need, you're need you going to need two straps to hold all this up. That's, that's what I'm saying. And I'm not talking about my junk. I'm talking about there's a lot going on down. This is getting worse the by the second. Right. All right, we're going to move oh, on. Jardy, great question. Thank you for that. That's, all a, right. lot on, that's a lot of fun. From now
0: on, anyone who creates Nick in 2K, he's wearing a singlet.
1: Yes. Just so you know. Always. Always. Uh, next Whoa. up, Jonathan asks, on your patron mailbag episode number seven, you guys made some really great suggestions on some death matches, which I enjoyed very much. Unfortunately, outside of Wrestle Kingdom 6, 7, and 11 through 14, I have not watched much New Japan in your go opinion. Back and watch some the, go back and watch 10. 10. Go back and watch 10. Absolutely. watch 10. What are some of the best wrestling matches or shows from New Japan that you would recommend? New or old content doesn't matter.
0: Uh, what, if you want like a lot of stuff to watch uh, from the last couple of years, um, That'll just take up a ton of time while we're all stuck in our houses. Just go watch the last three years with a G1. Like, just start at the beginning and just watch all the G1. It's going to take you forever to get through them all. And it's just nonstop great wrestling. It's fantastic. Every single one. Last three, I would even, maybe even four years, it was uh, last three years was like nonstop good stuff. Four, year, four, four years ago, Was still was still pretty good, but
1: yeah, you could skip the tag matches too. Eh, Yeah, just go straight to the. Ian says makes is a purist and wants me to watch all of it. I I could I skip the tag matches. It helps with the
0: stories, but you don't have to.
1: Um, Kind of. Kevin's there to save the day.
0: Well, on the last two, but before that,
1: (laughs) you're a little bit on your own.
0: It's good. Um, Also, just off the top of my head from the last
1: couple of years, last year's New Japan Cup
0: uh, was very good. I was going to say Dominion. Has been good. 2018 and 2017, 19 was a letdown, but 17 and 18 dominions both were just sick. Um, you had, um, <clears throat> let's see, in the one, uh, to 2018 you had Young Bucks versus Rapongi Vice, uh, Grills of Destiny versus War Machine. Wait a minute, no, this is se- that's 17. 17 was Bucks versus Rapongi Vice, Grills of Destiny, War Machine, Cody. Rhodes versus Michael Elgin, Kushida versus Takahashi, uh, which is one of my favorite New Japan matches of all time. Um, you had the Lumberjack match, Suzuki versus Goto. Uh, you had Tanahashi Naito. And then, um, let's see, that was also uh, Omega Okada 2. And then the following year, you had Omega Okada 4, both of which are just insane hour long matches. And then 18, you've also got uh, Takahashi versus Osprey, Jericho versus Naito, and the Young Bucks versus Evil and Sonata. So, two fantastic cards right there. Um, if you want to go old off the top of my head, I'll, just, I'll pull uh, King of the Ring 2013 is one that I just always go to. It's just everyone should just watch that one. Uh, G1 2011 is great too, but uh, King of Pro Wrestling 2013. Shinsuke Nakamura versus Naomichi Marafuji. Uh, Okada Tanahashi was the main event. That was the one with Shibata and Ishii having one of their classic matches, and also Nick for you Suzuki and Toru Yano, So that's another one. Um, there's also like there's a bunch of undercard people on on, on King of Pro Wrestling 2013. Like you've got like Lance Archer's there at that point. Um, uh, uh, Prince Devitt, Finn Balor is in a match on that one. Um, Jushin Thunder Liger is opening the show, as I recall. Uh, and it's back in like the New Japan dad era too where you can see why people still love Yuji Nagata and like uh, Togi Makabe. Uh, Kota Ibushi I think actually is in the ring with Finn Balor on that one. So yeah, anyway, so King of Pro Wrestling does That's that's Go watch that one. Last few years, G1, Dominion. Boom.
1: Right, and I'll rave about what the the job that the Bullet Club series on YouTube that Kevin Kelly put together. I think it's a five-parter where it just yeah. outlines everything of the you know that five to six year span up to kind of where they are now, starting with uh, Devitt and Bad Luck Fale back in I think it's 2012.
0: They're doing that for uh, for Los Ingobernables right now too.
1: Cool. I think they. Yeah. I think he also did a series on Omega Okada, if I'm not mistaken. I saw something about that, but Would I haven't. I don't think I have seen it yet. Um. But yeah, he was basically outlining the whole story around one, two, and three uh, of Omega Okada from the last few years. But yeah, tons of stuff. It's to me, it's the best value. If you're a diehard professional wrestling fan, their entire content catalog is there, and you can watch literally anything anytime you want to for the equivalent of about eight dollars, eight US dollars a month.
0: Yep, I'm not mad at that at all.
1: It's absurd. Thank you very much, Jonathan. Uh, next up, Martin Did Andy? Asks, did Andy
0: Jessup just tis- tip us in the, in the?
1: Oh, that's right. Uh, anonymous just tipped anonymous. us. We are anonymous. We left you ten dollars in the tip jar. But Andy's no, saying no, that was him. Andy. it That was Andy. Was t- Andy? Thank Jessup. you, brother.
0: Thank you so much man. I know that Thank that, you that very means a much. lot. I know you're having some some rough times so that is that is insanely appreciated. Thank you so Thank much you very dude. Much, and, sir. and all my, all of our best to you like I hope things are going well for you man.
1: You too. Yep. Absolutely. Uh next up Martin. I hope you're both well and not going too crazy being stuck at home. Not at all.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love it. This is kind of like modus operandi for me so I yeah. Anyway, I know there's plenty of people out there struggling. What tag team from the past would you bring back and put in a match with a modern team? For me, it would be the Rockers versus the Best Friends. Um, Okay, I can get there. Um,
0: uh, uh, Either the, either, uh, the Steiners versus Undisputed Era. Or um, the Heart Foundation versus Undisputed Era. Or um, Heart Foundation versus Usos. Um, what you got, Nick? You're, you're shaking your head over there.
1: The Hollies versus Undisputed Era. The Hollies? That beat the shit out of each other. What? Of all of them? Right. Crash and Hardcore Holly? Yeah.
0: I... Oh. Uh, uh, all right all right okay edge and christian versus young bucks
1: okay i can get on board with that right
0: yeah there
1: you go i like rockers and best friends too by the way i gotta Let- you know what have they how about, how about the bushwhackers versus heavy machinery <laughs> <laughs> let's double down on the gimmick oh god
0: Oh, yeah. That'd be great, man. I'd love to see the book bushwhackers lick kids' heads in this era of uh, COVID. That'd be great.
1: Yeah, you and me both, right? <laughs> <laughs> not to be outdone uh, the, are the people on planes licking toilet seats. But I digress. Oh, God. I digress. I wouldn't do that without a pandemic going around. You're sure. crazy.
0: There's no, there's not enough clout in the world.
1: No. Nope. <laughs> uh, do you have any more? You want to throw out there? I that's
0: that's I um
1: I, I'm gonna land my plane on Bushwhacker's heavy machinery because that's that's probably the best one I could come up with.
0: Um, how? Oh, it's gotta it's it can't. He said one's modern, right? one has to be modern? We can't we can't do. Um,
1: oh, I got another one.
0: We can't. Well, hold on, hold on. We can't do superpowers or mega powers versus the two man power trip.
1: Rock and sock connection Ooh. versus team hell no.
0: Ooh. Oh, oh. Uh. Mm. I'm not mad at that.
1: Yeah, that's a good one.
0: I'm not mad at that. Um what about uh uh Doink and Little Doink versus Braun and Nicholas? No? Uh
1: no. No? All right. No. Thank you very much, Martin. I feel like we could go on for that with that one Ooh, forever.
0: Line, line, uh, Kyle in the chat: Legion of Doom versus the Monstars.
1: Hell yes! Ooh. Hell yes! <laughs> Nummy. Yes. I like that. Next up, Mister Mop himself, Sean Clark, <laughs> Mop Man Perry Sean here. Yes, sir. Hope every one of every one of you phenomenal ones. Hope every one of you phenomenal ones. Can't believe that stuck. Me neither, Sean. Me neither. Me Hanging in there every day. I, I think it was Martin who pitched. If you are having a hard time, you could reach out to him. And I wanted to extend the same courtesy. Mm. I'm here in America, so time change isn't as big of an issue. I'm all about leaning on each other, so you can always Skype with me if you need some sunshine in your life. I do stand up comedy, motivational speaking, and host my own positivity podcast. Not putting myself over, just saying I'm a talker. And here, if any, and I mean any of you need it.
0: That's him. awesome, man. Thank you for for reaching out and and yeah, everyone. You can find him in the Facebook discussion group. Yep. So, thank you for that, show. Mr.
1: Moment of Positivity himself. Seriously. Sean Clark. Question. Would you two please do one Mystery Science Wrestling Theater 3000 episode for me? Be sarcastic and rip into an old episode or pay-per-view just for the lulls that we could watch along with. Much love, brothers. Thank you for all that you do. Not a bad
0: idea. Not a bad idea. Not
1: a bad idea.
0: Not a bad idea. Do like a, a late-era WCW, like Halloween Havoc, or like just like some garbage-ass... We don't even
1: have to go back. Just find like Nia Jax versus Charlotte. Oh, come on. Apart. I'm just it's saying. Me, it's be you ripping on that.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> Twice in one match, she almost <laughs> killed her. Twice.
0: He's still so mad about it. Still so mad. What was that, what was that one um, backlash where they all started walking out on Roman and Samoa Joe? That would be a fun one to just destroy. Uh, no, there's a. I'm sure there's a bunch of great. Oh God, Summer was it SummerSlam 2006, which was the one where which was the one where Shawn Michaels was overselling Hulk Hogan. That one never gets old for me. It never gets old. Yeah, there's a bunch of ones we could do, or just go way back to like some of the really awful in your houses that that WWE back WWE did. Sasha Banks back in the early '90s. There's some classics back then. Where we get like you know like in the era of like Repo Man and like The Goon and some of the worst gimmicks ever, that would be fun.
1: We could have like, they have the puppets right. We could have Nia Jax watch it with us. Who's Mystery play, Science Theater? Who's
0: gonna play Nia Jax? Uh, I don't know. All right, yeah, no, just like a like. A, I'll
1: make I'll make voices.
0: Oh no, I, do, that's no, that doesn't.
1: I, did, I do like up speak and like talk like this the whole time. Yeah. Excuse me. I Uh, I wouldn't survive. I would not survive. No, you wouldn't. Thank you very much, Sean, and thank you for that outreach, man. That's that's good stuff. Uh, I'll echo those sentiments as well. If anybody needs to chat, Facebook Messenger me. Please. Absolutely. Anytime. I'm always online. I'm always connected in some way, shape, or form. Lots of you have. Lots of you can testify that I'm always around, so feel free to reach out uh, as well. Next up, Andy asks, uh, and again, thank you for the ten bucks, Sir. Andy, in the tip jar. Is the empty arena format serving to accentuate the issues that the wrestling companies have? Does an audience only mask those issues? I I have not thought about this this way. Hmm, I, I have I, not really calculated this in my head. As I think uh, we
0: mentioned it when we were talking about the Bray Cena thing. Was if you pull away the audience? Now you don't have a fallback now you don't have your parachute, right? yeah, if you guys bomb there's nothing to hide it um, so yes, I actually agree that it does accentuate things because it makes it so that we're not distracted by the crowd um, you know there's the it's it's a give and take you also don't have the crowd screaming "What or cheering at the wrong time or booing at the wrong time, but and I, and I think that on the second part of this question, an audience can mask those issues or they can accentuate the issues even more, but they are definitely a, an increaser of all of those things, a multiplying factor. Um, so when you pull it away, things that are, that are going to bomb, they bomb much more clearly. But at the same time, an audience can also make things that shouldn't bomb, bomb but uh, but point. there's but there's no there's no recourse here. You can't blame the audience now. If you bomb, you got no one to blame but yourself.
1: You don't get to say it's Bizarro land. They're cheering who they should boo and booing right. who they should cheer. Right. They're not doing anything. You
0: control the horizontal and the vertical now. And AEW yeah. literally did where they the audience were actually people that they they were, were under contract. They were employees. Yeah. So they really controlled the horizontal and the vertical. They controlled every aspect of the show. And they made it work. So, yeah, I, I does it accentuate the issues? Yes. Does an audience mask the issues? Not always. Not always. Sometimes they exacerbate it or create new issues of their own. To answer that question,
1: or you've got WWE filling the air with uh, uh, manufactured crowd noise. Well, that's
0: not the audience, then, is it? That's that's WWE trying to mask the mask another issue which is supposed to be masking the issue, but it's not because it's accentuating the issue because it's a crowd. You can't yeah. you can't trust them. They're Bizarro.
1: <laughs> Bizarro. Good they're, question, they're Andy. Crazy. I hadn't even thought about that yet. That, that one's going to stew these on me for, for a few hours. Damn, rabid
0: European fans and their smarkery. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Next up, Billy asks, In times like these, it's times like these you learn. Anyway, what? we all need what? a little humor. It, me trying to sing is funny. Was it? Uh, and, and after, Well, the idea that I can try... Anyway, after my week, I listen, all joking aside here, I want to give a special shout-out to Billy. Billy is a manager of a retail grocery store. Right, yes. Um, uh, shout-out, he's in Colorado, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so there are people in the world right now that specifically need our help. Yes, the services industry, but the people that are propping things up right now yep. are the... Grocery store kind of that are peeping grocery peeping stores
0: same medical injury pharmaceutical industry any you know anybody who's working retail right now and is not laid off and going home but they're considered essential business and they're having to deal with everyone being a goddamn psychopath right, right. now like quick shout out to everyone who is still working and getting their balls busted uh by all of these nut jobs who think it's the end of end of days um, and and Billy is definitely one of them. He was telling some horror stories on the on the Facebook discussion group. So, yeah. props to you, Billy, and props to anyone who's listening to this show, who is yeah. still out there and and getting their ass handed to them by all the insanity. Yeah. So
1: major. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, he said, "It's times like these we need a little humor." And after my week I've had, so do I. I we are still said. out of toilet paper. Good God! So, which wrestler's gear are you stealing to wipe? Get your wipe on. <laughs> The
0: mummy. The mummy. Remember this, when Kane the, came yeah. out as the mummy? Oh, that's the one I'm using. Oh, that's This, soft. of course, that's causes them
1: to get new gear. So what should that gear be? Oh. Goodbye to that weird Shinsuke Nakamura bodysuit. Hello to black pants again. You are not
0: wiping a damn thing with that bodysuit. That's vinyl. That isn't going to catch anything. You're just going to smear it all over the place. You're going to be brown all up your backside. That's not going to be effective at all. I mean, are we thinking about this realistically, or are we just is this a metaphor? Like, he's saying... What wrestlers' gears do you do you hate? And want them to do away with and get new wrestling gear? Is that yeah, what we're I'm going to cheat?
1: I'm going to cheat and say Luke Harper's sweaty tank top, sweaty wife beater, because he ain't he ain't going to need a new outfit because he already got he already one at WWE. i cheating.
0: <laughs> I know that's cheating.
1: Um, who's, whose gear do we not like?
0: Damn. Oh, I hate I evil, evil. I'll I'll wipe every last part of myself with his gear. I know you love it, man, but he comes out. Looking like someone who just stepped out of a Halloween store, like a spirit Halloween store, and uh, and then he get, takes it off and he's got a damn singlet underneath it. I'm like, what?
1: You're supposed to be evil, but you're wearing a damn singlet. How evil could you possibly be wearing a singlet? You've got Shorty G looking like he just got a hundred dollar gift card to Foot Locker, and you're going to go to evil. Yo, I Shorty G. The creativity in Chad that outfit Gable alone could
0: be fine wearing his little basketball shorts and tank top (laughs) if he wasn't called goddamn shorty g if you had him as chad gable and he came out looking that way no one would blink a goddamn eye but because we're calling him shorty g it's the apocalypse because he's also wearing this goofy kids outfit okay like that's that's something else evil's calling himself evil and he comes out in like this poofy cape thing with uh, this overdone mask and a gigantic glow in that, like glowing it light up scythe. It's goofy. It. It's goofy. I want him to be serious. If you're gonna call yourself evil, you better goddamn look evil. It doesn't look evil. He looks like a, a, a wrestler who's been to the ramen shop one too many times. No disrespect, by the way. Evil's one of my favorite wrestlers. He's an incredibly talented guy. Yeah. Um, but he, he doesn't look like evil. <laughs> okay that's sorry that's i'm going off on that for a second
1: uh he also wants shinsuke's bodysuit gone did we address that one that's, already yes, i'm, I'm i was 50 saying I was saying, I
0: was saying you can't uh you can't wipe your butt with that because i
1: want his current entrance thing gone and to bring back the old one where the crowd can sing along get rid of the rap song yeah agree that is that has never gotten over with me it's agreed. never worked yeah, i understand and why they it did kind it, of killed his whole gimmick of the a lot crowd of singing yeah you know Look at what Jer- the fans are cha- actually singing Jericho's chorus of of, of uh, Judas right now. Yep, you had that with Knock, and you like took a wh- a whiz on it. Yeah, anyway, had your
0: chance and you blew it.
1: Yeah, thank probably. you, Billy. Stay safe, stay sane. Uh, we're always around. Message me if you guys ever need some pizzas or something, man. Uh, let me know what I can do uh, to give you guys some help. Uh, next up, Esme, Standing Bear. You're gonna love this Esme. one. Ian. We are going. To, we are going to play. Pick one or the other, and we're gonna do it rapid fire style. Ooh. No explanation, no commentary. We're running out of time here. We got to go fast. But I was <laughs> looking forward to this one. Okay, all right. All right. She says, "Hey, Pod Papas, let's play a this or that game. You can switch off and on. Who asks what, or just one person answering?
0: What are we doing? Are we switching off? Uh, or am, I, am I getting all of this?
1: Uh, I th- well, I think I'll I'll ask it, and then you say yours, and I'll say mine. Okay, cool. It'll just r- run through them that way. Perfect. All right, The Omen or The Omen 2? The Omen. The Omen. Friday the 13th, Part 6, Jason Lives, or Halloween 3, Season of the Witch? Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, all day, all night, not even yeah. a question. Yeah, yeah, no no brainer there. All day, all uh, time. Sleepaway Camp or the original version of Trick or Treat? Ooh, Sleepaway Camp. I'm going to go Trick or Treat. Okay, fair like enough. Trick or
0: treat. Fair enough. Yeah, that's good. It's good.
1: Uh, the Stepfather, the original version, or The Hitcher, both well, original. The Hitcher. I- I'm the Hitcher. Hitcher, Hitcher oh, man. man. <laughs> Rutger Hauer. Come on now. Yeah. Rut- uh, uh, even the, the Sean Bean one wasn't terrible, but it's it's no Rutger Hauer. No. He's a,
0: anything <laughs> Rutger Hauer, automatically picking that.
1: Yes. Uh, the Road Warrior oh. <laughs> or Escape from New York. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. Like, see. Most people didn't. I said no commentary. We're not doing this. Road warrior. Road warrior. Or escape Road, from warrior. New York. Road warrior. Road warrior. Road warrior. Yeah, it's, it's a
0: tough one, but it's not that tough.
1: There's so much I want to say about because I'm, I'm mad. <laughs> <Max, man. laughs> Shaking. Uh, Punisher War Zone. Is that no explanation? Man. I know. I made the rule. I'm sorry. <laughs> Punisher War Zone or shoot 'em up.
0: Oh, shoot 'em up. Shoot 'em up.
1: I like Warzone. Warzone's I, good, but it's shoot em guilty up is, humor that I love. Yeah, but shoot 'em ups it's, fun. Yeah, uh, both of those uh, are those really those good. Fun. I'm gonna go Warzone though. All right. The next one might break our friendship. Okay. Uh, not our friendship, but we might forever be at odds between these two all right, films. All right. I'm setting the stage here. Predator or RoboCop. Predator. Easy. Ro- we can be friends predator predator, predator. listen i love robocop mermaid i love robocop love it's robocop one of my all- freaking fans. love robocop predator Amazing.
0: is one of the greatest action movies ever made full stop it's one of the greatest movies ever made full stop it's I-
1: at the bar it's the template i can of quote every that entire movie goddamn
0: that. movie yeah <laughs> love predator love freaking predator yeah not even a question
1: <sighs> good we can we can still do the show uh space balls or Galaxy Quest.
0: Ooh. Oh, now you're gonna make me choose choose between my children. Ah uh, Spaceballs. 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 I can I can not another movie I can quote front to back.
1: The Lost Boys or Near Dark.
0: Near Dark. Near Dark, not even a question. F lost. Left F lost boys. Near dark all what? day long. What, what what?
1: F lost boys? You heard
0: me. F Lost Boys. Near Dark I'm pick, all day. I'll
1: pick. I'm picking Lost Boys just because Lance of that. Lance Henriksen. Lance Henriksen's son. I, well, it is all downhill after And aliens. Bill Paxton and yeah. one of the greatest, greatest. Again, Aliens. Career.
0: Near dark. <sighs> Kath- this one, Catherine you're going to have a. Come on.
1: This one, Sir Ian Dangerous might break you. oh We might. If you folks have seen Scanners and you know the guy where his head explodes, this one might do that to Sir Ian Dangerous. You're scaring, so brace scaring me. Hellraiser. Oh god. Or the Crow. Oh, Hellraiser. That's <laughs> I figured you were a bigger the, fan of the Crow than that. I love
0: the I'm Crow, sorry. but
1: it's all right. it's freaking Hellraiser. Well, okay, fine. That's I, I thought that would break you. No.
0: Oh no, not at okay. all. I love the Crow,
1: but I love but I love, I couldn't pick between those two. It's, I honestly could not.
0: Oh, no, it's it's the, you're talking about like you know. The, the Crow is really good. It's really good. Hellraiser is like uh, it's in the stratosphere. It's another level.
1: Yeah. Fair, fair points. Fair points. Lionheart or Bloodsport? Bloodsport. 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 Bolo Young. F- Come on. Yeah. God, Bloodsport. Flex, I, I, I can't flex my pecs. Uh, the Final Terror, not that anybody would want to see that anyway. The Final Terror or Village of the Damned?
0: Ooh, Village of the Damned for historical purposes. Village of the Damned. Uh, which Village yeah. of the Damned are we talking about here? Are we talking about the Carpenter version or which? I'm just going to assume the classic. Village of the Damned.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go to Village of the Damned too. Okay. Flash Gordon. This one might break Nick. <laughs> Flash Gordon or Masters of the Universe?
0: Flash Gordon. Master of the Universe is goofy, but it's not a good movie. Flash Gordon is just sumptuous. Uh, it's it like, Masters of the Universe was a cop-out uh, no explanations. I'm sorry, Flash Gordon.
1: No, Flash Gordon. Flash Gordon. As much as I love watching that terrible film that is Masters of the Universe, and I, I played with GI Joes and I played with He-Man, He-Man figurines and stuff. Sure, I had me all... too. And
0: I was let down as hell by Masters of the Universe. I'm like, what? We're not supposed to explain. No explanations, Flash Gordon.
1: Okay, the grand finale. Okay, it's time. Mm. It's we're g- it's scaring me. And I know what your answer is going to be, and we are going to be at odds on this one.
0: Oh, okay. Highlander. Okay.
1: Or Conan the Barbarian.
0: Well, you know I'm going to pick Conan the Barbarian, the greatest movie of all time, ever. One of my favorite movies ever. Highlander. And I'm not going to quote the opening thing again, because I did that last week. and probably no, no Clash your enemies. See no, them don't,
1: before don't you. And hear started. the lamentations don't of the women. Don't get me started, Nick. You said okay. we're running out of time. Okay. You're going to get me started. Absolutely not, Conan the nope. Barbarian.
0: Highlander, Highlander. you can't make me pick a movie where they cast a French guy as a Scot, a Scot as a Spaniard, and an American as a Russian warlord, and expect me to say that's better than Conan the Barbarian? Get out of here! Get out of here! Conan the Barbarian all day long.
1: Conan the Barbarian feels like more of a guilty pleasure. I've always enjoyed Highlander. I, I can't not watch Highlander, either one of those Highlander is just ever
0: guilty on. and kind of a pleasure. I love the concept. The show was way better than the movie, except for the Queen soundtrack. Again, Queen soundtrack, Flash Gordon, Highlander. You got me. You got me on that. Who yeah. wants to
1: live forever?
0: All right, sorry.
1: <laughs> that was it. Thank you very much, Esme. Thank you. That was Esme. a good one. I love those games. <laughs> I love those kinds of games. Next up, Chris White, current BWO Patriots Pickups champion, champ, champ. Who will be defending, pending all things stay as they are will be defending his patron pickum's championship at Wrestlemania. Mm. What's up, gents? Hope all is well. What storyline happened in, wrestle, in wrestling that everyone loved but you hated? Example, as much as I love Daniel Bryan, I thought his win at Mania 30 was stupid. Needless to say, that's extremely unpopular. Yeah,
0: like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, just, I will need an explanation for that.
1: I, I we're going to need to we're going to need to have a I'm gonna
0: I'm I'm need to know what you thought was stupid about it was it just that it was kind of insipid uh, the way that they built it up and it just seemed kind of obvious or what I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to play devil's advocate to my own opinion on it and I would love to know what that was I'm
1: gonna take a stab and just say that he probably didn't like the occupy raw thing either
0: yeah that's well that was a little again kind of
1: that kind of set the people that I've all met nose. that didn't like the, on the, the WrestleMania 30 story with Brian ha, didn't they hated that? That's where it turned for him, right? That whole yeah. Occupy Raw it was, shit. It was it
0: was a did. little too on the nose, like the company, yeah. you know, obviously
1: little trying to steer into the heat of the SJWPC stuff we were in at that time. Mm, to a lot of, lot uh, of with Occupy Wall Street and things like that that was going on. So I, there was a lot of dynamics weird and weird dynamics in society at that time as well. Uh so yeah I what's one what's one thing in wrestling that happened in wrestling that you loved or sorry that everybody loved but you actually hated
0: Um I well I've already said that I I can't stand Ultimate Warrior. Was never a big fan of Batista. So a lot of the the storylines with Batista just never really connected for me. But I'm going to go with one that I have had to fight with a long time. I usually just keep quiet about it. I can't stand Stone Cold versus Shawn Michaels with Mike Tyson as the guest referee. That whole angle, that whole build was dumb as a box of rocks to me. Um, And made no freaking sense. All of a sudden, Mike Tyson's in DX. All of a sudden, now he's a friend with Stone Cold who has no friends. What? What that, yeah. and we, you know, we complain in the modern era about bringing in celebrities to get eyes on it. He's been doing it since WrestleMania one. It's not like it's a new thing, but Mike Tyson was obviously just there to get that pop when he took it off the shirt and realized this, you know, revealed the 316 shirt. So, yeah, no use for it. And everyone freaking loves it. it, has great memories of it. And I'm just like, <laughs> eh, not a fan.
1: Yeah. I'm torn. Uh oh. I have a couple. Um, I don't know that everyone loved this. I really, I think people eventually. Now, hindsight's twenty twenty. We all know the outcome that eventually became of it. But I absolutely hated Seth Rollins turning on the Shield.
0: Oh come on! Yeah, all right. I know, I know you do. That's, mm.
1: and I know, I know. And and again, for me, yep, yep. Hindsight twenty twenty. It led to the amazing cash in ultimately at WrestleMania that we got out of that so I'm i not I can't be all right I'll give you
0: that it wasn't the greatest heel turn and his heel character kind of sucked but the actual execution of the betrayal of the shield was fantastic
1: well I'm gonna credit Triple H with that because it's him walking out setting it up with the sledgehammer going we've always got a plan B Wang chair to the back
0: uh... and D- Dean's face like looking at at the dead at Roman's dead body hanging on the ropes and huh? Uh-huh. And he's just kind of sitting there going, "I don't what what is happening right now." Brain does not compute. That's that's
1: all such good stuff. High drama. It's wrestling. I I remember literally standing up in my chair going, <laughs> "No!" Literally screaming, "What the f? <laughs> <laughs> you just built the most dominant tag team in history. What are you doing?"
0: Nick Nick's Mercury is just has, has overloaded him. Why? Why Triple H? Why? Why would you do this? Why, sir?
1: No. I I was going to say the Stone Cold heel term, but I don't think there's anybody that actually loved that one.
0: No, I don't think anyone loved that one.
1: (sighs) Uh, Yeah. The Daniel Bryan one is a very polarizing thing. For the most part, I've heard the great majority of people love it. Yeah, I totally got worked. Yep, absolutely, Andy. I got worked. Thank you, Chris. Next up, Marshall asks, Creative freedom is everything, so my question is very simple. Why is Vince afraid of it? (laughs) <laughs> Broken Matt Hardy kept Impact afloat at times And it got eyes on their product And I can't understand Why Vince blocks creations That aren't his Loving the growth of this podcast Can't wait to see where it goes Thank you, Mark thank Thanks for being Mark. a part of thank it Thank you, coming along for the journey with us And thank
0: you for also being someone Who's putting himself out there To support people in this time That's that's very yes. cool of you That's yeah, man. seriously To be commended
1: North Carolina
0: um, Creative freedom Vince doesn't like it Because every time he's allowed it Things have gotten out of his control. Vince is a control freak. Basically, this question can be answered by doing a character study on Vince McMahon or what we know of Vince McMahon from years and years and years and years and years of people telling us about him, um, and you know, seeing all of the consistent corollaries between all those stories. And the one thing that it always comes down to is Vince likes to be in control. Vince Not doesn't like that. losing control. Vince doesn't like to lose.
1: I also add I'll tack on to that what Andy said in the chat. he doesn't get the credit
0: right it's It is definitely an an arrogance and a a personal victory thing. This is a man
1: it's a narcissism who, thing.
0: Yes, but this is also a man. he's such a control freak and this is a this is not apocryphal. This has been confirmed by his own children that he hates that he can't control when he sneezes, and he thinks that you're weak if you sneeze. That has been confirmed. he hates sneezing.
1: That sounds like a mental disorder,
0: um, he, and it's because he can't control it. He can't stop himself from doing it. Whenever he sneezes, he feels like he's lost, and he hates that. That's the mentality, and so. As, but it feels and, and, so good. And Andy's, Andy's right. <laughs> Andy's right, though. Like part of it is that that mentality of I want it to be about me. I want me. To, I want to get all the credit. One day. Someone will make an, an ac- like a really well-researched, accurate documentary on Vincent Kennedy McMahon from his bizarre childhood and all the crazy shit he got up to when he was a teenager, all the way up to the insane, risky moves he took as a young guy taking over his dad's business and then going forward to being this maverick, insane dude who took on these billion-dollar corporations and won, survived everything that got thrown at him, whether it was a steroid scandal or um, having the name of his company need like forcibly changed. And he survived all of that and ended up creating a billion-dollar, multi-billion-dollar company. And they're going to show like how incredible this guy was while at the same time showing how absolutely batshit insane he was, but a lot of these sociopathic tendencies are what allowed him to succeed on this level, uh, despite all of these obstacles and setbacks. So uh, the problem is, is that now you've got founder's syndrome in the WWE, where the biggest, th- the biggest obstacle to the continued success of his company is himself. They've reached a certain point where he can't see the forest for the trees. And one of the things that he needs to allow is more creative freedom and he needs to loosen the reins a little bit. But he can't see that because all he sees is, I got us here, therefore I must always be right. And so he can't allow people to have the... With Broken Matt, if he doesn't get it, which is what Broken Matt said, he's like, Vince just didn't get it. And if Vince doesn't get it, it doesn't happen. And the problem is Vince is now becoming more and more out of touch with things and doesn't understand what flies and what doesn't. He's been notoriously surprised by reactions on numerous occasions just within the last year. But he also is savvy enough to know when things are working to keep working them. Um, you know, Matt, Matt Hardy came out and got attacked by Randy Orton. That's why they wanted to have him come out the next week. So that really worked. Do it again. Even though we're getting Matt Hardy out of here, let's do it again. They'd already booked Matt Hardy. This is from the podcast, the Jericho podcast from this week. They'd already booked Matt Hardy uh, to come out and have a, a two segment match. Even though he'd been concerto the previous week, he's going to sell the neck the entire time. But then right before this, uh, I guess Paul Heyman pulled him aside and said, dude, are you out of here? And Matt Hardy said, I honestly don't know, but let's hash it out. They you know they they got into it all, and uh, it all came down to, he's like, oh, I guess you're not going to meet my money or my creative demands, so I'm out. And then they made it just what it was, which was he goes out there and gets killed by Randy. But they set up that segment because Vince saw that it worked, And he was like, do it again. Yeah. Right? But that's also to a detriment. The same thing, Matt Hardy said, oh, there was the one time where I did my laugh and Bray did his laugh and Vince thought it was the funniest thing ever. So we started doing it every single segment we were in ad nauseum over and over and over again until it just, people were sick of it. Because Vince saw it worked once so he decided to run it into the ground. So long, long explanation for your question there. But that's that's kind of why... Vince has an issue with creative freedom, he likes to control everything. And, and if he doesn't get it, if he can't put his own stamp on it, then, you know, it's not his, then he doesn't want it to go. So that's, you have all the creative freedom as long as Vince agrees with what you're doing, what your vision is.
1: Thank you very much, Marshall. Great question there. Uh, last but certainly not least, our n- another new patron this week, uh, Clint Dietzman. Hey guys,
0: thank you for joining us.
1: Yes, thank you for welcome to the phenomenal ones. Welcome thank you very much. <laughs> hey guys, pen is in your hands. What would you like to see AEW do with Broken Hardy? Who would you like to see him in a story with?
0: You know what I'd like to see them do? Sit back and let him do his own thing. Don't make him do a dance. let whatever crazy shit has been festering up in Matt Hardy's head for the last two years. let him go crazy. Let him go wild. Um, as far as who to put him in a story with, I don't know Nick what would be what would be fun off the top of your head?
1: it I don't know. it threw me off that he's gonna be joining up with the elite and blood and guts <laughs> and that kind right. of huh? Yeah, that kind of just really messed me up. So I haven't been able to like process that even like, I mean, who does he go? I don't know. Does he become a foil for the Dark Order? Right? Yeah. Yeah, Uh, that would make sense. Does he eventually end up with a match with Luke Harper, you know, broken Matt Hardy versus the the Exalted One? Yeah. Long term, I, I don't know. I don't have any idea right now. We just saw him standing up in the crowd. He's in the Raptors. We got to go. We're out of time. That's all we've seen is him doing <laughs> right. the delete. And yeah, uh, the crazy eyes that he does. <laughs> that, that's it. <laughs> that's all we've seen. Yeah, yeah. no I, idea. Who, no idea. Who knows? What would I do with him? Exactly what Ian just said. Shut up and hands off. <laughs> Enable him whatever he wants to do. Give him an honest college shot at whatever he wants to do. Tony Khan, if you happen to be listening, pay that man. Let him do what he wants to do. Fund his projects. Look at what he did over in Impact. He writes all this stuff. His family, his entire staff and family at the Hardy Compound in Cameron, North Carolina, are all part of this. They're all characters. Yeah. Imagine what he can do with a roster. Yeah, I think. And then we were
0: even talking earlier in the chat. People were saying, you know, he can't wrestle. Why would Vince want to keep him in a major program? It's not about his wrestling anymore. It's about his creativity. And the guy can make TV for you and have it be something that people are going to want to watch every once in a while, work, uh, you know, something, some sort of match, but mostly have it be content to put on your show. Um, And I think they're already kind of having him go towards the one guy be really interested in, and that's Jericho um as you said the dark order would be an interesting uh foil depending if he goes rogue like after he finishes up with the young bucks if he just goes rogue and doesn't is not on any side and he can just be someone who comes in and just causes havoc um you know you, you could have him feud with everyone from the elite to all the way on down the line the lucha sort freaking jungle Nine boy kind
1: of went crazy jimmy havoc
0: yeah, that's right he's still around isn't he yeah now, as long as he can stay sober and and not screw yeah. things up for himself, then yeah, that'd be fun to see some, something happen there. Mm. Darby Allen would be an interesting foil.
1: Jericho mentioned uh, Darby Allen as being the second coming of Jeff of Hardy. Jeff Hardy, yeah. Uh, and I'm sitting here going two plus two.
0: Imagine if Darby Allen was the new brother Nero, or or analog. Yeah, that'd be something. Yeah.
1: Interessante.
0: The pot stirreth.
1: The good news is, is that we've got nothing but good things to look forward to from all aspects uh, in AEW. Yeah. And if you're one of those people that are still, we still have several that I that I talk to regularly every week. It's they're a bit of naysayers. They're a bit of they're a bit down. They're still kind of fanboying on WWE and NXT. They're still they're still singing NXT, and that's fine. Everybody loves what they love, like what you like. But I but I fear that you're not giving AEW a chance. And if you have, fine. But if you haven't, do. But
0: because you know what, It's, it's
1: the best stuff on TV right now, in my opinion.
0: Not everyone likes mint chocolate chip ice cream. Even though, arbitrarily, it is the best ice cream of all time. Not that everyone my likes favorite. it.
1: It's favorite. There's not two gallons not, in the freezer right now. But
0: not, <laughs> but not everyone likes up. it. Some people are right. going to say, no, 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 strawberry is the best. And that mint crap can just go fly a kite. And you know what? They're not wrong either. I mean they are obviously men ice cream is the obviously best, they're wrong right obviously but at the same time they're allowed to have their opinion that strawberries the best sure so. sure <laughs>
1: Well, thank you very much, Clinton. Thank you guys very much for hanging out with us on this extra long episode of the Patron Mailbag. Uh, we love you guys for all these questions. If you'd like to get yours in every week, head over to patreon.com BWO. Sign up for just that $5 tier. You get access to a copy of the show notes for every episode and the ability to ask those questions every single week. For just $5 more, the $10 tier, you can get into all of our bonus episodes and that entire back catalog. It's like a whole... Extra podcast to have every single month for just ten bucks a month. It's one of the it's the value tier. It's the best one, absolutely. More up up at the higher tiers like Skype calls, sweet swag, all kinds of good stuff. Ric Flair, Nature Boy status, woo! All kinds of good stuff at patreoncom BWO. Make sure you're subscribed to the YouTube channel here. Jingle the little bell. We're on that run to a thousand. Oh man, we're so close. Thank you to everybody today: Sean Clark, Marshall, Jardy, Esme, and Andy for all of your contributions in the tip cup. Thank you very much for being, especially during this time, especially what everything in the world is going through right now, being willing to support creators. It is fantastic. Thank you so much for all of your your contributions there. BWOPodcast.com to find all the links to all of our social media profiles. Get into the Discord. Subscribe via your podcast listening app of choice. And yes, YouTube is the home where we want to be. YouTube.com slash Busted Wide Open. Make sure you're subscribed. My name is Nick Howell. You can find me on Twitter at Data Center Dude.
0: And I am Sir Ian Dangerous. You can find me on Twitter at Sir Ian Dangerous.
1: But my God! Would somebody stop the damn match!